0: One, two, one, Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers.
1: Who are lazy? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're going to talk to you like we have not been in the Zoom call for about an hour already. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, book nerds. <laughs>
0: welcome to lazy book lovers podcast episode one
1: yeah um so we're gonna start by telling you a little bit about who we are um and i'm nominating tally to go first
0: <laughs> so hi i'm <laughs> um i've not been put on the spot <laughs> um yeah hi i i read books These days, even though I have a lot of physical books, these days I mostly just listen to audiobooks and my physical books are decorations. Mm -hmm. Collecting books is a different thing to reading them. Um, They are two different hobbies. (laughs) And I have a kid who means that I can't read, so there we go.
1: And I am Tony. If you follow me on anything social media, I'm there as Antonia. So in, in real life, in the real world, I do marketing and then outside of that despite having no good reason because I don't have a child I also don't read very often (laughs) despite having ongoing insomnia somehow that still doesn't equate to more reading done
0: but your bookshelves have been like organized and tidied a lot so I
1: have very beautiful bookshelves for the books that I spent a lot of money on and I don't read them
0: (laughs) again collecting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reading are two very different
1: things. We're trying to fix that. We're working on it. It's a personal flaw, but this is why we are lazy book lovers because we enjoy talking about them and posting about them on Instagram and TikTok. However, we spend very little time actually reading them. <laughs>
0: yeah, whenever I do like recommendation videos, I'm like, ah, oh, I haven't actually read many books. <laughs> I've reread one series at least a hundred
1: times. When I start doing book talks, straight out of the gate, I did the five series that I reread constantly, I did them as recommendations. off the bat I was like well I'm, I'm screwed now
0: <laughs> if you watch any of my recommendations or like my book challenges or book tags there's one series that gets put in every single one and it's now like a thing that I have to find a way to put it into every single video
1: <laughs> oh, fantasy series you might not have heard not heard of the same Garth Nick series that I just recommended to you recommend to everyone else recommended it on book talk instagram like you have never
0: series unless you've watched any of my other stuff
1: <laughs> or terry pratchett because he doesn't get mentioned enough on booktok because oh, it's no. grown-up yeah. fantasy and i feel like that it marks me out as different <laughs> <laughs> did you,
0: when you started on Book Talk, did you find that like it was all mostly just ya stuff and you were like hang on am i am i too old for this or
1: yeah or like na genre yeah, a new adult, which makes sense because a lot of things people are classifying as YA are definitely not appropriate for YA readers necessarily. Definitely, <laughs> if you look at the actual age bracket of YA. Definitely, uh,
0: looking at you, Akata. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got the cover of all- like the text? I've borrowed these and I've got like these ones with with Vera half on the book yeah. for anyone listening just I don't know look up pictures of the books <laughs> you
1: go, you go look on my Instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's just what we're aiming for with the whole book podcast is another reason not to read but also to look like we really like reading
0: <laughs> we could have spent these last few hours reading but instead we thought we'd talk about how we don't read <laughs> And a couple of books we have read.
1: And like most of our relationship is sort of disappearing for weeks at a time and then popping back up to be like, a book has just destroyed my soul. You should read it.
0: (laughs) I have recently uh, come into loving voice notes, which I was always scared of before because Mm
1: -hmm.
0: millennial. And now I like it that I can just send you a voice note and be like, this happened in my book. Here's my thoughts.
1: Well, it's like, it's halfway. It's not the commitment of a phone call. Because mm. there's never a time where we're both available for that long at once.
0: And also is never okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> if you <laughs> rang me, I'd just watch it ring and like sorry, and then voice note you be Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm really busy. <laughs> ah, texting just like actually now since I've gotten the habit of voice knowing texting makes me want to die. Yeah. No. Uh, I just voice note people while I'm doing stuff. Like I voice note people while I'm cooking dinner or like when I'm getting changed to go somewhere. Um, there's a few friends that have been voice noted whilst like stuck like in my bra with the microphone poking out. He's just like, this is
0: perfect.
1: <laughs> this is the audio you wanted.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and like, I I really hate not um, when I'm writing text. I really hate it if there's like spelling mistakes or grammar mistakes. So I go back and delete it and blah blah blah. And it's just such a, a waste of my time when I could just talk. <laughs>
1: And now, my friends are going back to their offices in person. It means we can't do it as much anymore. And I'm like, oh, for flip's sake. For flip's sake. <laughs> um, I've been trying the old text to speech, but it's not a flawless technology. <laughs> no. Because no. I ramble a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's kind
0: of like when people do captions on things and they just say really funny stuff sometimes as well. Like in the caption, not the people.
1: Yeah. Sorry what sort of genres do you like to read?
0: So originally I always read fantasy and crime Mm -hmm. but now I think horror is a big contender for my top Mm -hmm. genre although I mostly do read fantasy (laughs) but like if you go in a bookshop which is a rare occurrence these days because there's not Mm -hmm. very many anymore they never have a horror section it's just where's the horror books give me some horror love
1: they're all closed in my town so we don't have any bookshops anymore so that tells you enough about where we're from yeah yeah <laughs> at least where you where you live now has bookshops <laughs>
0: yeah you've just got uh, smiths i guess but that's not exactly the same well,
1: we've, got, we've got other
0: works mm-hmm. as well yeah, they've just, they, we've got a works as well now.
1: I'm a, a basic bitch when it comes to my reading habits. Um, I mean, I did do an English degree, so I have read a lot of classic literature and I was made to read very widely and lots of stuff. And then um, I went on a real reading slump and I came back to it. I was just like, I'm just going to read the trash I enjoy. I, mean, I don't exactly read complete trash, but I just do mostly read YA fantasy or young adult books, the occasional. I don't know like, what kind of genre Ele- 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 Eleanor Oliphant would fall into. Oh, I think she's
0: contemporary, or some people say she's romance.
1: Yeah, so that kind of thing I will dip into. I do have a bunch of classics that I've been trying to read. Take me a while because I just don't enjoy them as much as I used to. Um, so that's my say. Mm. And I can't read horror because like, I can watch any horror film and I'd be fine with it. Mm. But I read uh, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery.
0: Oh yeah, I've got. I'm collecting Stephen King's books. I've only read one of them.
1: Uh, no, I read it when I was at uni, and like our uni house is so creepy. Was that the like, one it was, I was too Yeah, the legit haunted one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> with the weird, creepy not corridor that had a window in the wall. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Um, Just so I
0: a nightmare fuel there. Thanks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read it while I was living there. And, like, literally slept with the lights on for like <laughs> for
0: like a month. It was
1: horrific.
0: There's something about like a horror book. It just it plays on more senses than a film, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think not to go all literary BS on you, but like there's the guy who did um, Turner the Screw, James, what's his face? James Turner? I feel like I've made that up. He has a quote about that where he was like, he basically wrote deliberately vague like horror things and ghosty things. Because he was more interested in what it showed about the psychology of his reader, Ah. which is what I think. Like I think your own psychology to come up with much more crazy stuff than what anyone could write. And I think if they try to describe it in detail, it's worse than if you just they just let your imagination go.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like it's the same in films, though. Mm -hmm. Some of the scariest films don't show the villain or the entity.
1: the thing is is the films where they show you the weird ghosty ghouly thing and then it's instantly like for me it's not scary. Have you you've seen Insidious, right? Mm-hmm.
0: When they go yeah. down and he's just like sharpening his nails and he looks like Mojo Jojo or no, no, um him from Powerpuff Girls and it's just mm-hmm. like what, what this was scary. What have you done to this film? And it's like
1: the whole thing of like the fear of the unknown. That's what people actually are afraid of. That's and um, yeah, that's the thing that I think books do better. Um, and also why I can't read them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think like why a horror is a fantastic subject mm. right. Like I don't know how they just really, really do it well. I think because they're not trying I don't know, maybe like adult horror tries to be a bit cleverer with it.
1: I don't know, but yeah, like it needs to have a deeper meaning. Yeah, yeah, but
0: I've some of the creepiest books I've read have definitely been YA. Or there's one called Horror Store by Grady Hendrix, which is comedy horror, and that legitimately is probably the scariest book I've read. It gave me nightmares.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the putting my toe in the water was just Pet Cemetery. Like, I went in at the deep end, and then I was like, oh no. (laughs) I mean, like, uh, for a lot of people, they say
0: that that's like one of the scariest books they've read or whatever. People always listen.
1: Yeah, and then that was the first horror book I ever read. Mm.
0: Like, yeah. Well, if you ever want to try some more, I've got some recommendations.
1: (laughs) I do want to read some more. I just, it was so thoroughly traumatising. And then I watched the film with my friends, and, like, because what I had in my head was so much worse. When we watched the film, all my friends were scared, and then I was just there, like, this was what I had in my head was so much worse. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, the creepiness of the cat (laughs) makes my skin
0: crawl. Did you see the new one or was it the older one? The
1: old one, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the new one. Apparently it's not as scary, though. mm
1: -mm. yeah. From what? Because that's why my, my friend made me watch the old one because it was like the old one's scarier. And I was like, it's still not worse though.
0: Yeah, sometimes your imagination can do much worse, can't it? I think in general, YA just really gets sometimes gets a bad reputation because people dismiss it.
1: Just fantasy in, in general. But like when I was at university, there was a tutor there who used to be like, oh, well, you know, fantasy is literature for the masses. And I was like, a like surely that's the point. <laughs> you
0: want people to read, like it can't. But there are people that do want it to be classist, don't they? They don't want to share it. Yeah,
1: and I was like, well, by your own logic, you're saying that because Dickens was published in like a penny newspaper.
0: Oh, well, so was Sherlock Holmes, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, you know these are great literature because he was that that same tutor was like, you will never be a good writer if you can't read Dickens because I don't enjoy reading Dickens. And that's the same person. And I was like, so by your own logic, you wouldn't have bought his books back in the, like his stories back in the day. Yeah, because they
0: were literally like beach reads. They were like... Yeah, marketed oh. to the masses. Like, yeah.
1: And that's why yeah. you can tell, because he was paid penny a word and you can tell.
0: <laughs> yeah, not. she had a blue dress. It was a, a, a long <laughs> blue dress with hints of can white. You describe this window
1: for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like, and every single one of his chapters is like when you are reading you're what you've got episodes of a long-running series so every chapter has like a kind of dramatic ending like there's uh, no chapter run on
0: yeah it's like when you finish like an essay and you realize you're a couple of hundred words short so you go through and just add words in when you can that mm-hmm. don't really fit but kind of do
1: it's also fun fact the reason why americans miss a lot of the use and stuff out of their words because for newspapers and stuff they charge per letter so they started cutting out letters to save money
0: so that's why um a lot of their words are spelt
1: definitely spelt, one of the main reasons yeah that's
0: interesting i didn't know that
1: so smoothly segue into what we've been reading lately <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your list is probably longer. Do you want to go first? Ah,
0: uh, because I'm always reading too many books. It's not too many. Um, <laughs> I'm always reading multiple books.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I always have like
0: different formats. Mm. So I always have at least one audio one physical and one ebook and sometimes i chuck in a non-fiction as well so i'm just finishing the shadow and bone trilogy someone ruin and rising which is what i've been voice noting you about the shadow and bone trilogy by Leigh bardugo i've just recently started a court of fawn and roses by sarah j mass <laughs> i succumbed to tiktok peer pressure yeah Um, I
1: have them all I'm trying to I keep reading really long form like series that are like six plus books and then I don't read anything else for ages and I've such long to be read I'm working my way up to reading all them that, that was
0: like your Doggery pleasant series that was took you out for quite a while
1: didn't it oh well, he's been publishing them since like 2001 or something stupid yeah <laughs> it's, i think including all like the novellas and the extra stuff there's like 15 or 16 total oh my god they're all the middle shelf behind me such such cool cool a cool. really good yeah he just did a, a like a one of those ones that has like fun quotes and facts and stuff that's the grimoire that you can see there oh yeah and like some of it's laid out like case files and stuff which is quite cool that's really yeah cool. I mean I means do an actual proper video about it I just didn't get around to it yeah it was really yeah I've got it on pre-order as soon as he said about it on um, twitter yes <laughs> yeah,
0: get my oh mind
1: thoroughly obsessed with this let's go what else have you been reading last month
0: was pride month so i read a lot of lgbtqa plus mm-hmm. books and on tiktok they did an indie author month so i read a few indie authors and also have loads to continue reading for the rest of the year which is good mm-hmm. so i read a lot of ya queer stuff yeah have you um I don't know if you read it but particularly Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas and Felix Ever After by Case and Calendar they no were-
1: I do have them I think I've got them in my Amazon wish list now I think from you having read them and then like a few things I did see during Pride Month I knew it was Pride Month obviously but then like the thought to like read themed books for it just didn't I was like that's a really good idea like why didn't you do that <laughs>
0: May is Asian Heritage Month. Yeah, so I tried to read a lot of Asian authors then as well. I
1: think I'm trying to curb my book spending. So I'm always a bit late on the curve at the moment for when because you get these obviously these themed months come up and you get a really great list of books to sort of pick your way through. And to then buy it, then <laughs> you'll probably see it in about six months' time. Like, I'm reading this.
0: I always check my library first uh, for an ebook or an audio. And then I use a app called Gribe, and, and that's like £8 a month or something. And you get audio and ebooks on there. So I always check those two first. Yeah, it's good the charity shops are reopened because I've been, or, or not good because I've been buying lots of books.
1: Our our lord, Amazon. (laughs) Most of my books come from, because, again, I'm basic. Yeah,
0: I try not to get them too much from Amazon now, but obviously any Kindle books.
1: I see Kindle publishing is like a slightly separate entity now. Yeah. At least they have different rights, especially if they publish through Kindle publishing.
0: I remember when I found out that Book Depository was owned by Amazon, because I started buying from Book Depository, just stopped buying from Amazon, and then I, oh, my God, my heart was so broken.
1: A lot of those kind of places, um, what they also do is they buy in bulk direct from the publishing houses and then sell it cheaper or for more money. But either way, the author doesn't see any of that money after they bought in bulk and obviously because they have bought bulk it's cheaper so a lot of those ones like mm-hmm. i think it's world of books and all them kind of ones they're secondary sellers on amazon yeah. so even if you're not buying through amazon books those ones that are like the cheaper ones are still <laughs> the authors not getting that money really. yeah. <laughs> at least amazon they do get the money i think that was how
0: i justified buying some harry potter books from costco because i was like jk is not going to get the money so it's fine yeah <laughs> i was like it's absolutely fine to buy it from costco <laughs> She's not seen yeah.
1: it. <laughs> My list is a lot shorter, <laughs> and I've got no good reason. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Just struggling with life.
0: <laughs> uh, but you, but you also have some form of a social life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really inconvenient. um
0: <laughs> How dare you have friends?
1: <laughs> well, like so, I, I, everything we went from like lockdown to everything back at once. Mm. Gym, friends, going into work. And then I decided to add like doing personal trainer sessions to that. And then also driving lessons on the oh, weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah, like you're doing so much to better yourself at the moment.
1: Yeah, it was, it's a lot though. A lot um, and I,
0: yeah
1: I regret it a little bit, but also like, it's good.
0: <laughs> you've been going crazy for like this last year with nothing to do
1: exactly so I just decided to get and do it all at once yeah um.
0: <laughs> I, I I can't believe that you didn't know beforehand that you're an extrovert
1: <laughs> Yeah. so for listeners pre-pandemic I genuinely thought genuinely thought I was one of those like extroverted introverts so like when I'm in a social situation I can be quite extroverted but I'm very like happy in my own company and like introvert <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing <laughs> and then sort of I went a bit insane all year. <laughs> locked in this house told all my friends that I didn't think I was this extroverted and everyone was like ah! <laughs> Since when? Have, you, have you have you, met you so, yeah before before pandemic I was literally this is where I slept and that was it yeah and I, I did have quite an intense job as well and I was working late like I was probably working till 7, 8 p.m. almost every day if I wasn't at the gym or seeing people. Yeah. So it was kind of come home, cook food, wash myself, fall asleep. I have read um, A Song of Wraiths and Ruin, which oh. I actually picked last year off um a diverse YA fantasy book list. Sort of. Obviously, all the riots and stuff happening in America last year, um, it was this list of books going round of, like, support diverse reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. I read the reviews for that one and summary, and I was like, this is right up my street. So I bought that one. I think I bought a couple of others, but it's been a while, and I can't remember, so I'd have to check the list. <laughs> the, the cover for that looks really good. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I believe it's set in West Africa, mm. um, but they don't explicitly say that. But There's just a lot of, sort of, cultural impact applications and like obviously they're describing of the the land and all that kind of stuff but it's just it's very good to read something a bit different yeah yeah like not mysterious medieval world where they also speak modeling modern English yeah like you get quite a lot um but all the women are like blushing maidens, and the main character isn't a blushing maiden. It's the dude who's the blushy virgin. <laughs> oh, I like that. That sounds fun.
0: Like um, when, when you read a fantasy and it's clearly like medieval England, I just I lose a bit of interest now. But then they say dude,
1: and I'm like, oh, yeah, pick yeah. one. <laughs> And then, obviously, we, I read All the Bright Places. Oh, my God. Like which I had to then speak to you about because it was just traumatising.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it is, without doubt, the best book I've read in a really long time. Oh. But... Oh, it was intense. <laughs>
0: Have you watched the Netflix adaptation yet?
1: No, I haven't been able to bring myself to. Just no, yet.
0: I haven't watched it. I read the book, I don't know, like six years ago, or something, maybe five years ago. Yeah,
1: and it's-, yeah it's just um, there's a the kind of film I need to watch when there's no family interruption because... My dad, bless bless his heart, will be, like, it will be during one of the really sad scenes and there'll be tears rolling down my face and I'm not a a subtle crier, like, I'm red all over. And he's, like, walking in, like, have you seen your mum? Dad! (laughs) Read the room! Oh, my God, that's so funny. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's your sense that you're having an emotional moment. (laughs) Oh, my god, I reckon that film's going to be a bit, like, so you know perks of being a wallflower mm. i only watch that when i when i need to cry
1: <laughs> the film doesn't make me cry but the book of perks of being a wallflower i cried buckets
0: yeah they both absolutely make me Well, i just yeah heartbreaking
1: but the book for that and especially it's like it's the same with all the bright places because you're inside the characters heads as they get sicker because obviously Finch in in all the bright places, no one else seems to know how poorly he is, but you do. And it's like watching a sort of a train crash like slowly happen. I
0: know, and like you as an adult outside of it are like, someone help him, someone help him. But yeah. Yeah,
1: well, like, because yeah, given that sort of, I'm technically a grown up now and I'm just there shouting at all the adults in his life. Like, why is no one seeing this? Like when we were at school, all the things they, they did miss... Mhm. like you know when you think back you know that kid was not okay like why did we just think that was okay like that was normal i think about myself when i was a kid like <laughs> how did everyone just let
0: me carry on without anyone running an intervention like you need to go to therapy yeah
1: i was talking to someone about obviously the book opens with finch up on a tower at school like he tries to test himself because he's yeah. obviously suicidal and he tries to test himself all the time and and everyone was like, well, that's that wouldn't happen in real life. Like he'd get carted straight off to. I'm like, no. I feel like if there was a boy who did weird, impulsive things at school, I don't think the teachers would have questioned it.
0: No, they'd just be like, oh, he's doing it again, or whatever. Yeah. Probably got an ADHD.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that was that was really. Like, you can kind of see the end coming, obviously, because you're inside Finch's head, but, yeah, that was a really hard read. Like, I read it in, like, two days, and, Mm -hmm. like, I read the second half in the bath, and then I was basically, I was crying. It was the last 100 pages, and I was crying for the whole last 100 pages. Obviously, that's a long time to be in a bath, but I was like, I can't get out of this bath now. I was just, like, sobbing in the bath. And and it's easy
0: to just wash them away in the bath. (laughs)
1: It's not just that. I'm just gonna get out. Like I have to clean. Yeah, the and you're, you're in
0: you're in the headspace now.
1: Yeah, I have to be yeah. consider the house users and clean the bath, go down the corridor. It's like so someone, gonna... someone
0: in you know someone interrupts you when you're reading and you're like, I was really in yeah.
1: headspace. So it's just interrupting my headspace. That headspace long enough to go from my bath to the room. That was quite. That was quite a night. And then the last thing that I have read is the Blood and Ash series. That I've talked to you about because yeah, yeah. we've got onto the subject of YA fantasy being needing to be more clearly defined. Yeah, if something's
0: YA, it can have sexual elements, it shouldn't have smart.
1: Like, I haven't read Akatar, graphic, let's put it that way. I haven't,
0: I know, I haven't got very far in Akatar, no, I just I know of it as fairy yeah. porn book.
1: Yeah, so this is basically a fantasy story with some sex scenes
0: that's it it's yeah. just porn <laughs> yeah and there's like it's a fine line isn't it because YA the, the I mean obviously there's no set boxes for it but YA no. is usually it is teenagers Right. Mm-hmm. So teenagers do have sex and they do yes. have sexual exploration with each other, but they're unlikely to have hardcore porn
1: sex. Yeah, and it's also because in this like one of them's got kind of like vampire-y type powers. So there's obviously like there's biting and things going on and then she's like all like a blushing maiden, she's like tell me what to do and like uh, I don't know if that should that should be the thing you're reading if that's going to be your first impression of the act. <laughs> No. and it's it's yeah it's, it's probably the out of like obviously why i fancy and smart kind of go hand in hand yeah the, the actual world in the books it's it's quite good but it's just not well written and i know these books are really popular so this might kill the podcast right out of the gate yeah but good it's, books don't have to be well
0: written and, and no. books don't have to be oh, well
1: it's written. definitely like an entertaining good book to read and i've enjoyed reading it because the actual story is like quite good the characters are okay but yeah there's like probably three quarters of a book, but she's like, I don't know where I can trust him. But then his fingers are also in very delicate places while she's having that thought track. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I feel like you trust him a little
0: bit. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not that far into Akata. I'm only on chapter, let me check, 12. But from the beginning, the main character, it's hinted at that she does have, and then it's confirmed, she has a little kind of romantic rendezvous with someone in the town and I was like I kind of like that because it's always a virgin it's always a blushing virgin and there's always a man who's about 1200 years older than her coming and for some reason being turned on by a child and i'm just really over it
1: she's like not even 19 and then he's supposedly like 500 or something
0: i was literally complaining about this earlier in books i just it really annoys me like obviously Twilight's a good example of it well anything with vampires really is a good example (laughs) of it
1: that's why, like, with Skullduggery, that's what I liked about them. Because the, the sorcerers in Skullduggery, they do live, like, extended lives. And mm. then there are also vampires and stuff like that. But then you've got the main character, Valkyrie. Um, when, like, there's a very hot-looking, who-looks-about-17 vampire in it. When he hits on her, she's like, ooh, gross, you're 120. <laughs> See, that should be more people's reaction. <laughs> So, even though they all look about between the 20s and 40s range, hmm. like they only, the young characters only ever date other characters who are actually young.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd need the same mindset, obviously. Like, you don't, you want to date yeah. someone from like the same century as you, surely.
1: Any of the men who are over that 30, 40 bracket, it's like purely platonic, brotherly, cousinly, unclely, yeah. kind of how it should be.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's what
1: Actually, I like to
0: them. YA should take that on board. Yeah. And more places should use NA, new adult, if anyone doesn't know.
1: Or at least carry like some kind of warning on it. I don't I don't know. Because there was this other series, this really cheesy series called House of Night. Do you remember I was reading them ages ago? Yeah, I think so they're really really cheesy and then one of my one of my young cousins was reading it and then her mum sort of messaged me like I know you read these too are they okay I was like oh well in the first two chapters there's a girl like on her knees in front of a guy obviously doing a certain act do you think so so I don't I don't think so (laughs) And they don't describe it too graphically, but you kind of get the gist of what she is doing. You know, for a 12, 13-year-old, is probably, like, up to the line. Well, I feel. When I was
0: 14, I used to read Mills and Boons, which are quite, like, graphic. And, like, I look back and I'm like, ew, <laughs> what was I reading?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, there was this teen series I don't remember the name of, but that was, like, so not appropriate for a teen. It was, like, a teen drama kind of series. Yeah, that literally could not even try to find the name of. Yeah, that was like so inappropriate.
0: I feel like like schools, libraries, school libraries. Yeah, I got stuff out of the library. Yeah, yeah, bought in what they were told the age range was for, and obviously a lot of it actually, was a bit questionable, really.
1: Yeah, definitely took those books on holiday with my family, um. So. And then obviously, I—that's why I'm very behind with my reading. Because then they went, I didn't feel comfortable reading them around my family.
0: They were not appropriate, family appropriate.
1: Not appropriate family reading. <laughs> um, and I'm, I was determined not to go out of order as well, so I didn't want to start something else I bought with me. So then I just went on TikTok instead. Oh, well, that makes sense. Of course, <laughs> It's the only logical step to watch TikToks about people who read. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah I'm really I despite everything I've just said uh, I'm really looking forward to get into the part with big giant fairy dongs and reading about it
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: it's, it's driving me yeah. forward
1: I don't I like how we, just, up, we spent a lot of time trying to justify the genre as being serious
0: <laughs> I don't think I'll be picking up that other book talk favorite at a minute the blue aliens with the reading oh my kids. god yeah was it I, I, barbarian. I don't know how um it's i don't know how it seems to span so many different types of book talkers. yeah like i've seen people talk about it that i wouldn't have expected to talk about it
1: i think it's just like obviously people try and hop on the trends yeah but yeah there's another one that's to, to kill a kingdom or else curses or something something like that oh I think there's something called tequila kingdom
0: or something yeah I don't
1: know one that's now all my feed is and I'm like okay I made one joke you know it knows it knows what you want Mm. it knows (laughs) yeah you get stuck in the weirdest corner of tiktok for a few days it's like okay this is my life now yeah oh my god like I was in like this corner that was like
0: making food out of lego or something like not real food obviously but and i was like uh, how w- what did i like to get here i'm not complaining but what did i like to get
1: here? no like um i was on prison tiktok and then it just went away and i was like i was finding them quite interesting and then it just went away and i was like what oh i was like okay <laughs> fine um like weird organizational ones oh um like restocking and fridges yeah yeah like filling things in and then that's it that's the video okay I
0: I always get bothered by those things because they're just like actually I'm not going to go on a rant about it but let's just say I could (laughs) go on a privileged and sustainability rant about that but I will not but for a few weeks my uh My feed was literally just, you know, those Marvel POVs. I don't know if you ever got them. Probably because I'm really into Loki and the Winter Soldier. Um, So that was literally my feed for about two weeks. And I was like, I'm actually okay with this. I'm I'm, I'm okay with being deep into this really weird niche because it's kind of entertaining. And then because I kept tagging other people in it, it made other people pages like that as well. And I was like, good. (laughs) we could be here
1: together like bird talk was quite fun Bird talk bird talk people's parrots and like cockatoo saying like cool cool stuff oh that sounds fun yeah there's this one that just kind of like screams what doing at the camera but it's really cute and it it has because it's Australian like the owner the bird has like a semi-Australian accent so it's just like what doing what doing (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so brilliant.
1: and sometimes that's just that's the whole video and I'm like yeah I'm here for this so like
0: I like it more did you find this did you find this information helpful yes
1: oh there's another one that just sings I'm big fat chicken Chicken nugget <laughs> what <laughs> that's hilarious oh. Yeah, yeah. And that's it that's the video and I'm just like this is fine <laughs> So
0: I recently found out that there's like straight book talk and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> there's a what's now? And then you know when they have those things where they're like, Oh, these if you know these sounds, it's because you're on this mm. side and like or this sound might be all over your FYP page, or your your for you. Yeah, years.
1: and you think it's trending and it's but not- <laughs> actually
0: when you look at it, there's only like 200 videos or something, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: I, I, I've i been getting a lot of those ones. You know that sound that's been going around, you, maybe you don't. Um, that's it's like, the thing. I'll, be damned, I'll be damned if I listen to the opinion of a man with an unwashed ass.
0: I've been trying to work out how to how to use that in a book contents, and I'm struggling. I might have to do something about classics.
1: Or just want to like find any of these fantasy books where well, there's some like weird line from the dude telling the girl what to do during a sex scene where she doesn't know anything. There's a there's a book talker. She She finds like the worst lines of like about women written by men, and oh. they're just
0: some of them so bad. They're like her her boobs like were depressed so they sagged and it's like i'm sorry tell me you don't know anatomy without telling me you don't know anatomy like
1: yeah. <laughs> we don't need mood rings we just have our boobs <laughs>
0: yeah, our boobs tell you what what's going on
1: <laughs> if they
0: if they turn purple they're very happy <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, have when it was like that thing where they were saying that during our periods our skin peels off and we peel it all off? Yeah,
1: and, and the men in the comments were like, what?
0: <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't do this. She must be keen."
1: <laughs> oh, my God, so funny.
0: Yeah. I wonder, yeah. oh, uh, we should do like a tally of how many of these podcasts go off on a TikTok tangent. Oh, I like the alliteration of that.
1: Oh, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's just a bit of an introduction to who we are and um, what we've read lately. Probably, um, it? it's very yeah. coherent. <laughs> it was so smooth. Where professionals?
0: Yeah, I would say it will get better, but it just can't top this. So
1: it will not get. Better. No, this is as good I went as it, for it gets. To go.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, right.
1: That's it. Pocket's done. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out the link tree in our Instagram bio for our blogs, TikToks, and our own Instagrams.